right, welcome back once again to Unedited Portland, home of my friends. Today we have the talented Cos Poby, writer, comedian, local musician, all-around decent Portlander. How you doing today, Cos? I'm doing all right. I'm pretty decent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cheers yeah. to you today. Oh, cheers. Live in the effect at the Burbotties. Ooh, Sunday beer. Sunday beer is good, man. I love Sunday beer. Daytime Sunday beer. It's it's a good thing. Here, hold on a second. Take a drink. That's the sound of the beer. That is it. That is the beer. It's a hard beer. So that was Israel Vibration. I selected that because they were in town yeah. this weekend. They were up at, uh, I think, Mount Tabor Theater yesterday. Really? So, Israel Vibration. And now we have a totally different style of music playing in the background. Kind of a punk rock. Oh, I can't hear it. Do you still have the Magical Beatles plug? I don't Yeah, I could try it. We you could, could see, see. It, it might not see? be the Beatles anymore. Let's see what, let's see this what is what a special feature. What is it what now? Is I don't even know. I don't know if that is <laughs> even being recorded or if it only is on headphones. But the truth oh, is, if I, plug, if I plug a sound of this, this plug in right now, we're getting a weird feedback. And earlier it was the Beatles, and it was pretty hilarious. It's like having a house band that you don't know what they're going to play. <laughs> so it's just, just like, okay, in. let's go to a commercial, and it's just just random it's 70s rock. Exactly. Well, welcome once again to my show. Um, I brought you on here to talk about the comedy writing scene in Portland right. and being a solo musician right, right. band guy in town. Um, typically, we started off by bringing you to the city. And to you do that, I would ask the question, Mr. Cosbobi. You brought me to the city. Are you originally from the city of Portland? Oh, um, not originally, originally, no. I moved up here like five years ago, something like that. From what Because I was, I was stagnating in uh, Corvallis. Ooh, the sea. Yeah. Southern sea down there. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is like, yeah, I was just kind of dying down there. and so. Did you go to OSU at all? Or I did. did. I went to OSU. I survived that somehow. Did you and, Did uh, you manage a degree or did you get... I majored in art history. Okay. Which was, yeah, you know, it's. I think there was, there were five other art history majors in my graduating class out of, you know, how many thousands of students in that school. And wow. So we were a very small... Small select group. Yeah. Did you pick a very unusual color for your, like, sash during graduation? Um, I think I grabbed the wrong one. Actually, at graduation, because I didn't have mine, and people were, like, lining up going to the stadium. Right. And so I grabbed one that I found out later was, like, a souvenir from the gift shop. That, like, you know, <laughs> if you're alumni, you get this little goofy tassel. And I had that on, and then people, somebody was like, no, you need a white one it's like oh shit that's, so that's funny. i had to like run across campus and get one but uh yeah it was i didn't declare major until my fourth year there wow i didn't really know so you're obviously not a dedicated art history major it was just well, something I'm, that came I'm to you at the at end it. it was like because i thought there was there was something i thought it meant something that everybody i know who who was taking art history at the time um, was like doing really bad at it. Like they were, they said it was their hardest class, and they were getting D's. And like it's right. so tough. I got to write all these note cards. Uh, and I already knew everything. I would take these classes, and I was like, well, yeah, I know that stuff. Like I know about Warhol. It notoriously has one of the most expensive books. Oh yeah. Because it it depicts how far back you choose art history to go. Because it can go back. I think one of the books is called Art Through Thirty Thousand Years. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like we had, yeah, we had like the hundred dollar book. That was just massive, and I still have it. Actually, my my mom is using it uh, as like 
I don't know. It's a really uneven table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's she's using the book as a bookend. Actually, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the book there to keep all the other books up. Uh, that's my um the anthology of uh, Shakespeare currently holds all of their books on oh, the yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah. That's how I keep my books yeah. up. A book that I haven't read in a while. So, yeah, that's it. but. Um, okay, so you're in Corval. So you're in the Oregon area. So you knew you knew about Portland. How often did you venture up here I, when you were growing up? I came up here. Um, I would come up to go to shows and stuff because I I moved. Well, we moved here like a long time before. Like I I was born in Alaska, then I moved to California, then I moved to Iowa, and then we moved here. Wow. So, but uh, we lived in Oregon the longest, and so while I was living in like Lebanon, I grew up on the mean streets of Lebanon, Oregon. Right. Which is it's sad because. The high school, I was in high school there, I think like, you know, four or five kids got shot while I was in high school, but it was, they were all accidents, which just makes it kind of even more sad, because they weren't even like gangbangs, it was just kids being so stupid that they're killing that they each would other. like fall on their guns, they're like, hey man, check out this gun and shoot each other on accident. Oh wow, that's, so, dep- that is depressing it was, in a different way. Everybody was dangerously stupid in Lebanon. But uh, you might have a documentary out there. So, yeah. Dangerously stupid. Dangerous story stupid. of Lebanon, Oregon. Yeah, there's like there's a million stories I could tell from that place that I won't go into. But <laughs> we, uh, but yeah, and then uh, when I moved to Corvallis, and I would always come up to Portland just to go see a bunch of cool bands and stuff. What was the typical venues that were were hopping back? Um, actually, era? it was back when uh. The Crystal Ballroom actually had good shows. Like right. When cool stuff would come to Underground, smaller. It was reasonably priced. Was, yeah, like we went and saw like the White Stripes um, kind of when they were just about to get huge. Right. They came and played and we saw um, we saw like the Hives on their first American tour. and Okay. And yeah, just a lot I, of I think I was there. actually employed by McMenamins during that era. Really? Um, yeah, I'm a little bit older. So yeah, uh, I was probably 22, 23. Being, I was a server. Okay. And I'd sub at Wranglers. That's probably about how old I was when I was coming up here. Coming up here, yeah. Shows and just being, yeah, just being chill, rocking man. out, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was good times, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean though. It's evolved. The Crystal Ballroom's evolved, you know, to becoming more of a corporate venue. Yeah, I've like not since I moved up here. I don't know if I've, I've only been there like twice, right? Know? And it was just for shows that I could get in for free. So exactly, I, I was there two nights ago because a friend of mine had a ticket waiting for me at Will Call. Yeah. So, exactly. all right, show up at the door and I'm in. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. You know, that's what we just did here, you know? <laughs> What's the show at Burbati's tonight? I don't know, but we're here. It's free. It's, it's a five-year-old birthday party it, show. There, there is a, a five-year-old. There's a, there's like a toddler's birthday party that is just, just ripping the bar up right It now. is totally. They were tearing up the four-player Pac-Man earlier. They're getting, we just heard all these screams, just like <laughs> kids were crying and screaming, and I thought, that is a hell of a birthday. It's true. When it gets to the point where people are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, more shots. <laughs> it's pretty man. cool, man. Oh, eight years old and drunk. I remember those days. <laughs> but okay, so Corvallis typically um, moving around a lot. Was there a particular employment your parents had that brought them oh, everywhere? My like dad that? sold telephone systems. Wow. So that's why we moved all over the place. Is it so just then... me, or do our parents' generation have way better like career names? <laughs> they you know? have like yeah, actual jobs. You know, because like... none of us could ever be a telephone system salesperson. Yeah, because no. we don't have some distributor in Malaysia that just ships you giant boxes exactly. of your telephone. Like systems. I don't know, I don't even think anybody sells telephones anymore. It's like, right. If you don't need somebody to sell you and a phone. Was he? Ga- was there points in life where he was gainfully employed? This was like this was a damn oh, yeah. good job, right? No, he was making a lot of money. Right. He just like slinging he, phones. He 
was able to go all over the. He lived in Vegas for a while. Lived in L.A. <laughs> lived in. You know, he was selling them in in Alaska. He was he was slinging them in Iowa. Did he go he through the evolution? Like, was he there? Was he handing out rotaries when he was early in his his youth selling phones? <laughs> and he worked his I, way up to actually, the handheld. I think it was kind of like that because my dad is old. <laughs> but uh, he said actually he was telling me that they they like uninstalled the oldest. Like, uh, what do you call, like, the operating where, like, you plug the thing in, like, I'll put you through. When you oh, take switchboard. The switchboard, yeah. Yeah. Like, the last operating switchboard in America was on Catalina Island. Okay. And my dad, like, took it off, like, took it out. And when they finally shut it down and said, this is ancient, we can't use it anymore, my dad was the guy unplugging it. That's And wow. putting it on a boat and sending it back to the mainland. <laughs> and now it's in a museum. I bet, yeah. Yep. That's that's pretty interesting. But uh, um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't go in the family business of... Slinging phones. Slinging phones. Yeah, I don't know if it, you would. You like I said, you'd be living in Malaysia uh, yeah. right now with a with a cell phone Bluetooth in your ear. Just I'd be going to small tribes. Yeah, like Laos, well, saying you guys want a phone. Which is an interesting thing. What they talk about um, the savings that Africa has on their phone systems by skipping a generation. They never had to install large scale landline phone systems because most of the countries were too poor they actually just centralized it to cities but now that cellular technology is out there there's thousands of villages that are getting 3g access cellular service that have never had a telephone and so people are bringing in ipads into villages that never had a telephone and now they have an ipad they're playing angry birds and chopping wood like that's crazy yeah, yeah. they're like they just skipped the whole modernization thing. right because it the and they it, kind of have it better though and they get to like they can sit in their tribes they can go hunt and they're gather, not restricted by wires and then come back and put a new playlist on the laptop right so exactly they and they don't have to worry about the whole industrialization <laughs> and that, that might also do the same thing for rural areas all over the world for uh, 4g internet it's the same way you you can install smaller networks of just towers and it covers whole large swaths of area. And instead of running what all these fiber optic lines that we've been running for the last yeah, yeah. 20 years, yeah, they just go, boom, Ghana's got high-speed internet tomorrow, you know? Wow. Yeah, and so it, it's, it's weird when you think about a country like us where we invested all that time and money into these type of industries and then develop what then the rest of the world goes, okay, we'll take that one. You know, yeah. they didn't have to spend all that money we did. Yeah. You know, I mean, this building we're in, how much wire you think's in this motherfucker from the last hundred years? <laughs> you know, like a lot. Well, like, <laughs> a meth addict's dream. Bro. It all just transmits uh, classic rock radio through, <laughs> the, through the outlets it, here. Yeah, none of it's grounded. It's, it's <laughs> that is well apparent. <laughs> There's oh. ungrounded electricity and children in this bar. <laughs> just kidding Woo. um so um, what at what point did you make the choice to uh migrate up here what when what was the uh factors in that um when i needed to tell uh when i needed an excuse to get out of a relationship that i didn't want to be <laughs> there was oh a, baby there about, was a girl about Tuesday. Uh, there was a girl you know working in a bagel shop and God, bagel girls give me free bagels and shit but it got to the point where i was like i gotta get out of this and so uh I told her, I'm sorry, I'm moving to Portland in a week. But first you and ordered and toasted everything. Yeah, with I, was cream like, cheese I was to go. like, I was like, we need to talk. And she's like, bring to go. a bag of bagels. She's like, to go. You always eat them yeah, here. And you're like, like about we that. We need to talk about something really serious. But please bring like five chocolate chip bagels. And, that'd, be, uh, that'd be great. And, and, and tissue. Yeah. And so with my mouth full, I was like, look, we need to like 
Well, we can't keep doing this because um, I'm moving to Portland. It's and not... then once I said that, I had to follow through and move to Portland. Right. Oh, right. You're just still so... hanging out. You're like, actually, I quit bagels. <laughs> I'm a donuts guy, girl. Yeah. I'm Sorry, gonna... I'm dating a donut girl. Now. <laughs> yeah. Which might have happened. Maybe you moved to Portland and start dating a voodoo donut uh, girl. That would have been funny. I, yeah, you see? Yeah. That's but then I you would have been watching roller derby right now and might have contracted herpes. Yeah. Just I kidding. Can't be doing that. <laughs> I don't want to eat that herpes donut. <laughs> it's true. But, uh, yeah, I, mo- I was just really bored in Corvallis, so I moved up here and uh, now, just immediately was in comedy troops. Go- and go- Googling you has an odd result. Um, um, there's reference to a Facebook page that has some relevance. Well, if you, if there's you a My- Google... MySpace is very early, oh, top, yeah. top of your list. Your MySpace the page. The MySpace is still valid. <laughs> I, still, I still direct people to the MySpace page. Because, like, I mean, it, it's lame now. Quote, unquote, lame. MySpace is lame. But when it was in its heyday, MySpace was still, like, the coolest thing. Yeah. It was. There's no site easier to just put music to up. To put music up, yeah. There's nothing it. like that now. Like, there's no MySpace equivalent where you just throw up a bunch of songs. Right. And um, so there's that. There's the the Facebook that's relevant today. The MySpace that you hand out. Then there's some weird references to some name of a recipe, a Welsh. Yeah. Is is Old Scrote <laughs> still the number one result? I think I don't know. So yeah, Cospoby is is a uh, is a food. It's <laughs> it's a Welsh term for a Welsh pub pub food that that was like Welsh rarebit, which is basically just cheese on toast. It's like beer. <laughs> beer cheese on toast that they would give drunk people and but i read somewhere that yeah it's like the welsh name was cause poby and i just thought it sounded like a dude's name like that just sounds like some guy's name like old cause poby up the road (laughs) right so i adopted that like when i was in college like a long time ago but uh but for the longest time it was it was my goal when i took that name i was like if i get famous enough (laughs) i will be the number one result on google (laughs) <laughs> Where instead of this like you know thousand year old <laughs> recipe, I will bump it out and I'll be the new definition of Cospoby. So it was me and a recipe by a guy named Old Scrote. Like if you type in Cospoby for <laughs> the longest time, top. number one result was just an Old Scrote's recipe for Cospoby. And he tells you that he wants to you to use mustard, but at the very end of the recipe, <laughs> he says that he prefers it without mustard. Is it still up there? <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Uh, am I number one though, or is I he still number Facebook's one? I think your Facebook's number one. Okay, good. Did I, I finally beat Old Scrote. Because yeah, it was like me and Old Scrote were just, and I pictured him on the other side of the world having the same thing like all oh, this kid from america he's trying to bump me out i've got to get more hits on my website you know he's the best like beer cheese toast he's in the fighting country. me his recipe is trying to be more famous than me <laughs> no wait a minute toast no, is opening scrubbed. up for white stripes at dante's <laughs> yes. <It's> crazy <laughs> it's just him throwing some, bread into yeah, the audience cheesy toast suck that cause <laughs> I could uh, see it. I could see. It. Well, let let me let me yeah. before I play something relevant. Let me play you off of it's it's a poor recording. It came out of Al's Den, and it's it's care of YouTube. But uh, let's see. This is you as an alter ego hooded Fang. This is yeah. This is my current uh, hip hop. Hip hop. Okay. Let's see what. Fang. Let's see. This is a clip. Like I said, the audio recording not the greatest, but it'll give him a taste. I didn't even know that show was recorded. There's 16 minutes of it. I think that's how long my set was. It was only 16 minutes long. 
But it's good, man. Like, like I said, it's a it's a Thank live you. recording, so I, I can't actually give it enough justice. Yeah, but uh, but no, no, you're on beat. You're on point. Um, the funny thing is, my reggae uh, Ableton that I'm using to play these clips, yeah, automatically morphs to be on beat, and it forms my reggae into some weird off reggae version because it's not Whoa. on beat. But then yours pretty much stays the same because <laughs> rap culture, you're staying on pretty much one sixteenth beats. So it doesn't have much. to warp it as as much, and so yeah, it's right. Stay it, on point. Stay I could I could beat. play I could play. You want it here? You want it? We, we might as well give them like the our our opening track today. Let's see if Ableton had its way. Uh, what did you do here? There's a bunch of firemen showing up. Oh yeah, no, we're There's we're gonna get Portland escorted out. Fire so. department is coming in here. That's how it wants to play reggae. Okay. Okay. Now here's the track normally, just for our listeners. Much slower. Okay. Yeah. That's See, yeah. See, when you it, put it up next to my music, it just wants to go okay. faster. Okay. Well, furthermore, I got I got a a uh, a track about Friday, I believe. Oh, the yeah. This is a Friday Called, night technology. Yeah. Let me play a little bit more of this. This one actually sounds reasonable. <laughs> the recording. It's actually good. Yeah. We saw laymen lay down on Broadway. Sam said she's got a So when did you record uh, this? And is this an album fully or is it no, just No, this is a this is a track. I just recorded this like a couple months ago. This is cuz the name Cosphobe was the name I originally gave to to this project. This is my solo rock pop whatever good though man so this yeah this is this is my oldest musical project i've had it for a long time but so i put out songs you know as cause poey uh, maybe a couple times a year so Every couple months i'll put out a new song yeah i know you're actually right i mean this despite <laughs> The fact that this is non-visual. We do have a large uh, fire truck now parked completely yeah. outside. It's weird because I'm sitting here. I'm listening to my new song. It's great. I'm seeing an ambulance <laughs> with lights flashing pull up outside. A yeah. bunch of guys jump out. There's eight-year-olds in the back There's, having a birthday party. That's I think fun. one of the children might be injured. Maybe that's why there's paramedics here. Oh. I think he might have partied a little too hard. Uh, too many Long Islands for the birthday boy. Yeah, it might be that. So it's a little bit chaotic here, man. I'm sorry to bring you in such a chaotic oh, scenario, right. man. This is, I like this going on around us. It's right? like a music video. It is, it is like a music video. Uh, um, but so, anyway, yeah, that, that project is it's for. Because I have different musical projects. Hooded Fang is my hip-hop project. Okay. Um, Cause Poby is just my solo stuff, which is just kind of my experiments with pop music and rock music. Okay. And uh, then I, I played drums in a band called The Taste, which is just kind of an old school garage rock, really hard. and. When was loud. the last time The Taste played together? Um, The Taste, we did a show uh, just last month, actually. And we were supposed to have a show uh, this Tuesday, but um, Tonic Lounge, not to say anything bad about Tonic Lounge, 
they kind of messed up and forgot that they scheduled us and didn't put us on the calendar. So we're not playing there on Tuesday. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, booking's tough in this city. There's a, and, lo- yeah. a lot of acts they want to a stage. lot of bands. So that, in my mind, shifts us into the second half of the, uh, the episode, which is usually about Ooh. the city of Portland and, and your involvement in that. Because now your band's here, your creative element or creative person here yeah um what about the city reflects in your music and and how do you feel that the city aligns with you as an artist or what you're trying to do um how does portland fit in the picture there's on on one hand it's great because it is uh it's kind of built around this idea of the creative creativity and the underground is really big here and it's uh like you know everybody's in a band that's kind of the cliche Right, but it's very it's very supportive of like artists and musicians and everything. So there's that half, which is great because it, I feel like I can come up here and start a thousand bands and do whatever and find a place to to do gigs. Um, the other side is any scene that's going on in Portland, musically or aesthetically. I feel very opposite of that. Right, I kind of I'm like, you know, I moved up here. And there's a big, like, indie folk scene and dudes with beards playing acoustic guitars and banjos. And immediately I was like, I am not that. I don't want to make that music. <laughs> and so I listened to, like, the Cause Povey Project. Before I moved up here, it was kind of, there was a lot of acoustic songs. It was There was a big folk influence. Okay. As soon as I moved to Portland, that's gone. Like, right. I just kind of went in the other direction. So you're trying, it's is a it a lot? It kind- yeah. It has kind of like a I don't know like a cure feel like is that, is that something like is it kind of there's like more of electronic handling of the sound itself like um, you want this this has more of a, a depth to it musically like as far as yeah. well, sonically I mean been, not musically yeah because yeah. I came from like when I started making music I was making electronic music like in high school I was big like. I was I thought like rock was dead in early age like rock was dead to me. And so <laughs> I like before high school I just got into electronic music and DJs and everything and, and So during uh, like the uh what is that like the Goldfinger not Goldfinger but like Goldie era and like Yeah, like yeah. I was big into Goldie and and Tricky and uh and like Fatboy Slim and the Chemical Brothers and Underworld and Ninja Tune everything. I had like a bunch of stuff from the Ninja Tune label. And so I was yeah, I was really into like the European kind of trip hop dance electronic scene and then uh like at the end of high school then i kind of got back into rock i found some bands like oh pulp is really good right and like oh yes like all these british bands are all right and then i found bowie and bowie kind of like it sounds cliche but bowie changed my life it was like <laughs> once i heard bowie it was i had like the same reaction now, he that... will steal your baby and go on this, <laughs> he will. this weird He'll, journey to go <laughs> you know, if I was a if I was a girl, I'd have to worry about that. Yeah, I think you know, I don't have any babies, but <laughs> so Bowie's all right. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of I heard that I was like, all right, so I guess there is there's still I can still do rock music. It's so interesting. What's on the horizon for your time while you are here in Portland? Uh, what do you what do you look to to do? How do you how do you want Cos Poby to be remembered as far as your, um, your your time here in Portland? I don't I don't know. Uh, is there a place you want to do? You want to get a regular gig? Do you want to have a monthly? Do you want to have played at every? Is there a location, a venue stands out to you? You'd like to play? Well, I mean, playing it as long as there's people at a venue, I don't really care where it is. Um, for the Cosbobi project, right now I'm looking for a band. So if this goes, anybody listening to this, okay. if you if you play drums, 
or bass or anything, yeah, hit me up because it's a, I'm the only drummer I've ever known. And and so. he's the Facebook and the MySpace Cospoby, not the delicious yeah. all recipes dot com. Yeah, don't hit up old Scrote and say I'm <laughs> I'm a drummer because he'll just be confused. He'll swipe you. He'll probably take you. You know, <laughs> take, take you on the road. Take my drummers. With his beat is cheesy. What? Oh my God! There <laughs> is a bring gurney. in a stretcher. <laughs> bring in a gurney. Bring in a gurney. <laughs> this is ridiculous, dog. Um, <laughs> I, I shouldn't be laughing. I, but. Okay, you know I'm gonna switch this over to our game. I feel like we should just. Oh, but let me say that. Um, since the cosplay <laughs> stuff, I'm I'm holding off until I get a band. The hooded fang, though, is you know my my hip hop thing is still very much in full effect. Okay. And I'm still I'm booking. I I don't have a show lined up. No, well, I don't. Th- or no, I'm playing on the 29th. Where, uh, where's March that? March 29th at Tiger Bar. I'm I'm playing um Delaney and Paris's uh, record release. Excellent. And I'm doing that. so. If the hooded fang, that's me. If you see any ads for that, okay, so come check it out. It's it's old school. I like it. Yeah, it I'm is. A big it, fan of old school. It is old school. I'm trying to bring it back. I like it. I like it. Well, um, considering all the chaos, and it's been a great interview. I've actually learned a lot, and we're hitting like the we t- yeah, we covered a lot of the history of phones. I we're, think and we... we're not done, and we're at the twenty-five minute mark, which is a good place to start my little game because it typically takes about ten minutes. So let's transition into America's fastest growing and popularity game, questions with Mikkel. I'm Mikkel. I have some questions. Right. <laughs> Question one for you would be. You're into music, and like you said, you're into old-school hip-hop. Some people would consider vinyl the quintessential element of old-school hip-hop. Right. What record store open late near the previously mentioned Crystal Ballroom implies availability seven days a week? Uh, what record store? Record store near the Crystal Ballroom whose name implies availability seven days a week. Everyday music. That is correct. Everyday music. I love everyday music. Which, yeah. <laughs> I, I still go there for... Uh... The scuffs you can get, they have the scuff CDs, the used CDs you can get for like two bucks. Really? Yeah, that's I'll... where I got I got Dinosaur Junior's um, "You're Living All Over Me" for a dollar ninety-five. Great album. Wow. I got "Kick" by Inexcess for ninety-five cents. Damn. Another great album. So <laughs> that is wow. That is that go is good information. Check out the scuffs Every, and at uh, Everyday Music on Thirteenth and Burnside downtown Portland, Oregon. Um, correct. That's good. Moving right along. Question number two. Um, I also know he was a comedy writer, and we really didn't touch on that. So maybe we this didn't. this See, question too this, many facets. This question might lead into some of that. We can conversate off the questions. These are leading points, jumping points, if you right. will. Um, oh, I know, young lady. She oh, it's it's not one of the eight year olds. It's actually a young lady who was here earlier that I was talking to. Um, who seems to have did she passed seem out. ill when you were talking? She to didn't her. actually. She seemed quite fine at the time. Um, here, actually, bartender Austin here. Do you have any information for us as far as the uh, fill us in? What's going on here? What's going on with this young lady over here? On the scene. Uh, I think she had a seizure. Oh, that is unfortunate. Okay. Well, we're glad that everyone is responding and and we have the proper individuals in care of this. Yeah, thank God it's not nighttime. Everybody's wasted. They just kind of like kick her to the side and. (laughs) So true. Thanks, Austin. Is she gonna be okay? Is she gonna pull through? All right, she's gonna be okay. Okay, all right. City of roses, yes. city of seizures. <laughs> so moving on to question two, um, you really can't write that. I mean, honestly, no, that, you can't, yeah, you can't write eight-year-old <laughs> birthday party transition into <laughs> there's EMT. Ladies and gentlemen, Burbati is on Sundays is the place to be. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. I hope she feels better soon. Take care. Sorry. 
Okay. Well, that, that I was right talking there was to a her. weird little exchange. I, I had to she like, kind of made some wide-eyed like, "Woo!" She, she was being wheeled out. She yeah. had an expression of like, "Oh, tough day." It <laughs> is a rough day. Holy shit! All right. Okay. Right, uh, okay so, back um, game. questions with Mikkel. Um So you're known as a comedy writer in town. You help out several different comedy troops. Um, you might even do some stand-up comedy of your own. I'm not sure. I don't. You don't. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm making that up. Nip that in the bud. <laughs> fuck that shit. Um, you're not coming to my open mic. Uh, what's the? That's not true. I don't have uh, an open mic. Um, question two. What's the name of the newest comedy club in Portland, currently located off MLK and Killingsworth? Ooh. Um, uh, if I gave you a clue. Wait, is it Curious Comedy? It is Curious Comedy. That's the yeah. newest one, really? Yeah, it is. I don't know. Do you know of a newer one? It, this is um, not no. been fact I just thought that one's been around. Cause like we three did... years? Four years, maybe? I guess if that's the newest one. <laughs> I, I thought like new <laughs> new comedy clubs were opening every week. In the yeah, state. you know, Funny Dudes. Uh, yeah, on third Funny Dudes. <laughs> Bill's <laughs> no. House. Bill. Southeast 12. <laughs> I love Bill's uh, House. Bill's House. <laughs> <laughs> it's got really good ribs. <laughs> Excellent ribs and funny times little tickly ribs at Bill's uh, House. <laughs> Known for ribs. Um... All right, so uh, how's that been? You experience uh, writing uh, being part yeah, of comedy? Yeah, I, I write on the, the Ed Foreman show, which you could see at uh, Al's Den on Burnside, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Near the aforementioned uh, uh, Everyday Music and Crystal Ball. That's Ballard. right, just like a block down <laughs> from that. <laughs> we only hang out there. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I've been a writer um, and performer on that since its, since its in- conception. Inception? What's, since it was what's been your favorite character or... Or scene that you've wrote that other people have performed or that you've performed that's the most notorious in your brain stands out as, oh my god, it's I hilarious. No, actually, this is really stupid, but we because we don't do it anymore because we we weren't allowed to. But at Dante's, where we used to do the Ed Foreman show. We had we had a lot of puppets we would bring out from behind the couch. I would like have a puppet pop up and it would just be really stupid. We had one that was called Pukey the Pig. Which was just a pig puppet that we had like cut a little hole in the mouth and put a straw up there, and we would fill like a you know a big gulp full of just the grossest looking stuff we could find, and so Ed Foreman would bring out okay Pukey the here to talk about you know the latest what political scandal or something Pukey the pig, and the joke was he would just be really wasted and he would try to talk and just start vomiting all over the couch, <laughs> and so it was just hilarious to see this pig puppet pop up and just start spewing fake puke. <laughs> all over the couch, all over the stage. And we had to stop it because it would make everything so gross and disgusting. And they'd have to mop up the stage. And the guest would have to come and sit in the puke Yeah, on the couch. Not and, well uh, planned. Yeah, it's so hard. it wouldn't... But it was always funny to us. We always wanted to do it. <laughs> You'd be like, so, so first, I, first minute at the writer's <laughs> meeting. So when we uh, yeah, fit in the uh, Pukey the we Pig would sketch... we get requests <laughs> after we stopped doing it. People would still come up and say, when are you going to do Pukey the Pig again? <laughs> but, uh, oh, I, yeah, it's weird that I... I don't know if that's my favorite character ever, but I always remember that one. That's it's that's solid. That's a good memory. Funny. So uh, maybe on the next episode we'll focus in on the comedy writing. We'll have we'll have something to do on that. There won't be so yeah. much death and mayhem surrounding us. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, yeah. Gosh. Um, our our next podcast is going to be at the ER at OHSU. Yeah. If you don't mind. So we'll expect it to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, question three. Um, you're two for two so far. Curious comedy. Uh, my hint was going to awesome. be a uh, a somehow described monkey by the name of George might hang uh-huh. out there. Somehow as a curious short. Yeah. I actually performed at Curious Comedy with a sketch 
troop like two years ago. Really? So that's why I knew it. That's, that's the only reason I knew it. All right. Well, I like it. All right. Question three. Um, Portland itself is named for a famous coin flip. Do you know what other modern American city name was going to be the name of this city that we live in today. It was Portland V, an East Coast city. So Uh, there you go. Oh, I used to know this. Gosh, I don't know. Coin flip. So it's kind of a coin flip in your mind, which East Coast city. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I really have no idea. So... Is it uh, Atlanta? It is not Atlanta. I'm sorry. It was that would have been funny though. (laughs) Yeah. It's like there's one guy from Portland, Maine, (laughs) and then this is like really hilarious guy from Atlanta, Georgia, who's like, this just just... reminds me of Atlanta, and everyone's like, there's nothing like Atlanta. Confuse all the rappers (laughs) from the ATL. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we would not be called Hotlanta. I know. To Oregon. (laughs) It'd be. We would have to have a different one. Um, no, the answer is Boston. It is famously Boston. Oh. Boston lost out during the coin flip on the Willamette, banks of the Willamette by two rich people that had That's migrated good. here. It is kind of sad that we had to pick, you know. We couldn't just come up with our own name. Right in the end. Like, I yeah. do feel like we're the yeah, more... We're going with Portland. All right, there's already a Portland. <laughs> it's like Whatever. <laughs> exactly, right? Flip a fucking coin. Let's get out of here. It's still kind of sad that, you know, boring Oregon... Hell, you know, they got an original name. <laughs> See, who wants to bring the excitement to Boring? Because that's going to be the irony. Then boring it becomes Oregon. more ironic than Portland. The most exciting town in Portland, Oregon is Boring. First time I went to Boring, Oregon, I saw a clown walking down the street. <laughs> and, yeah, I I just had to say, like, look at that boring clown. <laughs> that's just really stupid. You know, that's the one description. Clowns are not going <laughs> And far. he looked kind of down on his luck, and I thought it was probably because he realizes he's in Boring. boring. <laughs> And he's dressed like a clown. You should go to Excite Indiana, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if that exists. Um, this is our plugs portion. Um, like you mentioned uh, earlier, you definitely have the Hood Fang uh, stuff yep. out there. Yep. So yep. keep a look for that. Is there anything I haven't mentioned? The Hooded Fang, Cospovey uh, is the delightful breaded treat from Welsh. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I should give a plug to uh, the Moon and Sixpence pub in northeast hollywood district because they actually sell welsh rarebit which is the food of my namesake so if you want to go try it out it it doesn't suck thankfully i'm gonna be opening for some Welsh. you could go try the actual bread um i'm trying to think of shows i have coming up well i mentioned that the the hooded fang is playing in march 29th at tiger bar okay um actually i just learned that uh march which is seventh march 7th the tonic lounge um the taste is playing the band that I play drums in. Nice. It's a duo. It's me and my brother Chad. And both these venues yeah. are 21 and up. One is on 32nd ish, and uh, uh, Tonic is on, uh, you know, and I Sandy. Know. I want to say yeah, like it's Sandy and something. It's like, near just, another Everyday Music because there's an Everyday. It music is. Guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so get on Sandy and drive until you, you see, see the every... Tonic sign. You'll see it. And then uh, the other one, Tiger Bar is over here on. Uh, Golly, Broadway and Bro- uh, Broadway and uh, I want to say Cooch. Cooch, yeah. Cooch, yeah. But yeah, Tiger Bar, um, yeah. Come check that out. All right, and, man. Uh, yeah, and if you're a drummer, Cosby, Cosby solo stuff is on. You and, know, it's on Reverb Nation. It's not old scrot. Do not and fuck old scrot. That's uh, the motto of this podcast: is fuck old scrot, dude. Fuck old scrot. Your recipe's going down, bitch. Yeah. I'm going right. to show you old scrot. Where's your podcast, huh? Yeah, <laughs> dude.
Take squirt. talk about bread on something, asshole. Shit. Take my name. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so angry oh. at this bread guy. <laughs> um, so the my favorite part of the show um, is the uh, arbitrary question. It's uh, unfortunately going to be the moment that you get wrong. All right. Well, you're, we'll see about that. You you're a uh, a musician and a comedy writer, which means you spend a lot of time writing. I would ask you, where is the best location to write in PDX? The best location to write in Portland? Um, I would say uh, underneath that overpass on Sandy, uh, or no, on, on, on Southeast Powell, and I think it's 7th. I always see a lot of graffiti underneath that overpass. So if you want to write, you just go to that underneath that overpass. It's always a lot of, you know, you can tag some stuff there. It's a reasonable answer, and I appreciate you being on the show, Cosbovi. Unfortunately, you were incorrect. The appropriate answer is The Rack at Mary's Club. Oh! Yeah. That and, makes sense. And the point of that answer is, who the fuck writes anymore? <laughs> Take care. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Walk on the treat, I reject the tiddly, reject.